Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the convention center. Absolutely. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. This week we wanted to share something with you that we learned from our friends Jason and Abby over at RV Miles. Some of the bear spray that you may have in your RV, if you have bear spray in your RV, ain't gonna work. Yeah, so I guess there are some canisters that are not firing properly. So we will put the link in our notes for you to go check out that article written by Jason and Abby and see how you can find out if your bear spray is working properly. Well, here's the funny thing, I mean, to me, the way that you make sure that it's working properly is to fire the canister. And one of the things that this company suggests pretty strongly that you do it outside so <laughs> I, I wonder if there is somebody who's like hey ma come here let me test this bear spray out something. on you and see if it works yeah, yeah i guess so i don't I, i've never used bear spray i don't know how i guess it's just like a can of spray i think of it like you know you don't want to just go around practicing with your <laughs> fire extinguisher or your mace you know those things are very you don't use them till you use them. So I guess the way to find out if yours works is to try it. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's what the company said. And the way to do it is you have to break off a tab. You have to cut off a tab and then remove a safety mechanism. So it is a big spray. deal. Huh? It is a kind of a big deal to do. Uh, it is a big deal. But I wonder how many people don't read the instructions and don't bother cutting off that tab first oh, gosh. and they're out in the woods with no scissors or whatever and they're like uh-oh oh, here comes yogi shoot. hey boo boo i'm gonna eat the tourist <laughs> that's not funny but yeah it is oh boy oh no it's not no it's not all right well hey i'm gonna say this again i said this last week but hee hoo thank you for air conditioning absolutely yeah it has been uh, another bunch of hot days and we have had the good fortune of having our RV's air conditioning run thanks to our RV soft start. That's right. That thing has just been terrific and I noticed last week a bunch of you bought it with our discount code and uh, so I'd love to hear how well you. it works for you. Um, yeah that's good that you did that because you're it's just such a great you know makes air conditioning so much more accessible. It basically allows you to work a single air conditioner from a small, for example, a 20 amp plug in your garage or a single smaller, like a 1600 watt generator as we're doing. It's pretty easy to install it. Our nephew got up on the roof of the trailer and did it. He did it in minutes. Yeah, it was it was very quick. It's a very simple addition to your RV's air conditioner. The instructions are there. They even offer call-in tech support if you're having questions while installing it. Yep. You call in from, I'm calling from the roof of my trailer. <laughs> but literally, I mean, you can. Well, it so. is, and it's nice to have that kind of access so you don't have to you know, get back down off the roof and go online and find a computer and, all, you know, you just call 
Yeah, so we've got a deal where you can save $30 on one. They are normally $329 and this makes it $299. And or if you need two because you have two air conditioners on your unit, you'll save $60. Yeah, and that will let you run two air conditioners on a single 30 amp service. Again, depending on what else is running, but it's a nifty device. So that and a bunch of other discounts and deals are there on the Stressless Camping website. Look for the Discounts and Deals tab and we will get you all fixed up. Yep. Well, we are at the FMCA convention in Gillette, Wyoming. That's right. It is the 103rd International Convention and we are so excited to be here. We actually, it's really our first convention. We've attended some FMCA rallies and other, I don't know, named things, but this is our first international convention. We did volunteer to help out in the seminar sections so that we make sure that we really get in there and dig in and take the most advantage that we can of the convention. There is so much here to do. Yeah, there really is. Today they said there are over 1,400 RVs here from yeah. all over the U.S. Yeah. and Canada. It's an international convention. And 300 and some of those are new. They're the first time to come to this convention. And I don't know if they counted us because I don't know that they realize we're, you know, we're not first timers, like I said, to FMCA things just first-timers to conventions, but we didn't get the little sticker. <laughs> so the, Peggy had mentioned this is our first international convention, but we have been to local area rallies. So the FMCA is a big umbrella organization. It's the largest membership-supported RV club in the world, I believe. I think that's how they talk about it. And so as such, there's the, the umbrella organization, but then there are local and regional chapters and chapters for specific interests. For yeah. example, we are in the Golden Spike chapter, which is for train nuts. Yeah, and one of these days we're gonna to get to one of the, they actually do a lot of stuff in our part of the country, but timing has not been good for us so far. <laughs> Well, it's because there's this global pandemic, which well, is uh, yeah. and, pretty and much... There were jobs and things like that before that. So yeah. Yeah. someday soon we are going to get to go on one of those rallies. Yeah, and they do all kinds of things. There are chapters for specific brands of RVs. There are chapters for singles. There are chapters for... There's one called the Frustrated Maestros, yeah. which is for musicians or people who profess some musical talent or some lack thereof. Or just, you know, musical desire. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have brought my washboard to those. And so there's kind of something for everybody. And the neat thing is the FMCA really facilitates your sort of getting the most out of the experience. So if you're a new RVer or you are long timer or retiree or, you know, what, whatever, there's, there's a bunch of pathways you can go through to get the most out of that experience with the organization. But the best thing is to be able to attend one of these international rallies because, yes. my gosh, there is so much going on over the course of, what is it, four days? Yeah, so it starts on Wednesday, officially starts on Wednesday, and it goes through Saturday night. And there is, all day long, there are seminars, like one-hour seminars. So they have, 
I don't know, it seems like hundreds. I don't, I, I don't want to exaggerate, but it seems like. Well, there are, there are a lot, and they're all different. For example, there's ones on the best apps to use for traveling. There's ones on group travel. There's ones on specific, for example, Cummins Engine Company is here mm -hmm. uh, talking about their engines and generators, the Cummins Onan. There's Aquago Water Heaters is here, Gerard Awnings. So a lot of manufacturers of products that you may either already be using or may have an interest in, and they, are, they could be here, and they're here to answer questions and also perform service. There's a whole section just for repairs, maintenance, and upgrades. Right, but not everyone's a manufacturer who has a seminar. There are people that, you know, just have experience and are doing a seminar to help you how to make the most of your RV kitchen. I saw some that, you know, there's one that says, like, what if you're having a bad hair day and kind uh, of alternatives to wearing a hat all day? Yep. I probably won't go to that because, eh. <laughs> Ponytail well, but there, holders. there are people for whom that's interesting. <laughs> I know our friend Nicole there Wheeler. Are, there are people who, there are seminars on, you know, making sure that your tow vehicle is right for your travel trailer. Yeah. Knowing, understanding your tires better, first aid tips. And then there are some crafts. So there's six or seven seminars that are crafts that you can sign up for to make nice things for your RV. There yeah. are seminars on cleaning and cooking and different places that you can visit. So there is just so much. And in fact, in almost every session time period, there are three things that Tony and I want to do. So yeah, as much like, as we, even as much as we are going to split up and do different things, we're still going to miss out on some of the things we want to attend. <laughs> well, it's like, remember in college, the, the three classes you needed are all at the same time. Yes. It's kind of like that. Once there are so many classes, then they have to double up. And so there'll be multiple choices on any given time. Yeah. And of course, we'll share with you some of the things we have taken away from this. But For sure. It's a good organization and it's nice to see this many people here because last year they had to cancel the convention, you know, due to COVID. Right. And I was honestly frankly concerned about the organization but here we are here we are so, indeed and we've seen all kinds of neat rvs out in the parking lot too right <laughs> a lot of class a motorhomes but we saw an airstream base camp i saw a vintage 19 the last fmc motorhome made oh. in 1976 is yeah, here and, yeah and, and like tony uh, said there's a lot of class a's but there's also a good number of fifth wheels there's a few travel trailers. We are definitely in the minority, but for those of you who don't know, FMCA, the Family Motor Coach Association, actually started out as a as a, an association, a club for motorhome owners. And yeah. a few years ago, they opened up to all RVs, and so it's it's slowly opening up. You know, it's or it is open, but it's slowly, I guess, being recognized as welcoming to other kinds of RVers. And so there is even in our row, just in our row alone, there are two vans. Yeah, the, yeah, Class Bs. Yeah, we're all, so it's interesting with all these rigs, there are 
spots available for full hookups, for partial hookups, and dry camping. We're in the dry camping or boondocking section, yeah. but there's a company that comes around and flushes your tanks and can fill your water and all of that, obviously with very different trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and there's a ton of services here, and it's neat to be able to actually meet the people who are bringing these products to market. Right. Speaking of which, there is a whole room set up, big room of nothing but RV stuff, which Peggy and I, oh, it's yeah. always bad because yeah. we'll go in and spend far too, <laughs> far too much money. Yeah, those are always the fun ones to shop around. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, mostly the two things to really do at any kind of an RV show or convention. Well, I guess there's three things. If you're, Especially if you're looking for an RV, shopping for RVs is a great thing to do at an RV show because they're all there <laughs> or a great number of different types are there. So you can really get a look around at things. But my favorite things are to either go to the seminars and learn things an hour at a time or walk through those exhibitors and just find all the things I didn't know I needed and then try to figure out how we're going to take them with us. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's that. So it's funny, I, as a side note, when we left our home in Northern California and headed out our pickup, we have a camper shell on the back of the pickup and it was maybe half full of stuff. And now it's like, hmm. We <laughs> well, yeah, we've done a little shopping on the way. Yeah. We've rearranged some things too. We didn't want, we, we got tired of tripping over a couple things in the camper. So they wound up in the truck after Indeed. all. <laughs> that's true. The other thing, there was a whole day just for beginning RVers. Yeah. So if the, you know if you want sort of a hands-on instruction, of course, now we do have our RV basic training in Northern California that we do. Mm -hmm. But this organization does have they have a huge video library of instructional videos, which is a good thing to put in a video library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the FMCA University. They're yeah. actually doing a seminar on that, and I volunteered to go work that one because I I know about it, and I've looked at it, and I've loved it, and then I think I get overwhelmed. There's just so much in there to learn. <laughs> the other thing I will say, uh, there has been some talk of the FMCA is, you know, for retirees, pretty much, and they have definitely expanded to offer things more that, you know, there's a lot of homeschool or road-schooled people and younger families and younger individuals that are coming into the RV experience, yep. right? I mean, that may be you. And so they have a number of things for the newer RVer, including that full-day session of you know, of basics, but I will say they have an app for this event, and man, it is—it's terrific. It's really it notifies slick. you when there's a uh, there's a seminar. You can add seminars to your portfolio. There's a map. It's, it's exceptionally well done, in my opinion. Right. So it has every seminar and what the time is, a little description of it, where it's located, which room it's going to be in, and so we went, sat down today and we looked at which seminars we volunteered to work for and which seminars we want to attend. And we 
marked them all in the app so that the app, and then the app will remind us. It actually sends us a notification. Hey, it's time for you to go to such and such seminar. Yeah, which is pretty slick. Yeah. And there's free Wi-Fi, so you know your app's going to work. Right. Um, another <laughs> thing, as I mentioned, there's, what, 1,400-some rigs here. There are golf carts everywhere. Oh, yeah. So they have organized both buses, like proper buses, and also golf carts. And we have not, we're parked, not a field, but a big open space with mm -hmm. a bunch of other rigs. And I don't think we have had to walk from our rig to the convention center once. No, mm -mm. no. Every There's time always we, a golf every time cart we, there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Johnny on the spot. These people are. Yeah, every time we head in or out, there's always someone there. Where can I take you? Can I take you somewhere? So, yeah, that's pretty nice. We're not even going to get all our exercise we need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I don't know. No, I filled mine today because I'm walking around. Yeah. So, the other thing is, there's not only working and learning and all of that. I mean, sure, that's that's good, but we have three dog night playing. Yes. So you remember that? You know, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Doo -doo. And that kind of stuff. That so that's would be our cool. entertainment. And yeah. they have a magician, or yeah, a magician who's been on Saturday Night Live. Oh. Also another time. And so there's, there's, you know, at night there it's very social. And yes, so very they social. Get, there's an ice cream social in the middle of the afternoon one day. Yeah, that's these RVers go nuts for ice cream. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it is, but free ice cream man brings out the. The RVers. I've seen. I've already found three locations to buy ice cream. Just <laughs> yeah, including one that's made right here in Wyoming. It's like homemade. It's a company that makes their own ice cream. Yeah. So and they. So in addition to having that little booth in the building, they also have a food truck outside. Yeah, there are food trucks here too. Yeah. So nobody's going to starve. There's right. <laughs> donut breakfasts, or you know, like donut socials. Yeah. So yeah. start the morning with a donut social and. Start the afternoon with an ice cream social. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> get a pulled pork sandwich off the food truck. Ah, oh, man, can't, can't lose. <laughs> so anyway, um, I know this almost sounds more like a sales pitch, and it's not intended to be. I think it's just it's a good opportunity not only to learn stuff, which we also hope that what we do provides some value, but also right. a good way to meet people who may or may not have similar ideas and values and wishes. And, you know, it makes this whole RV experience more social if that's something you're looking for. Right. So that's what we know. And like I say, if, there, if nothing else, what you could take from this is the FMCA University, which has all those videos and all of that. But also, we like their Tech Connect program. We like their roadside assistance programs. So it's just a, it's a good organization. And contrary to popular belief, or no, contrary to what some negative podcasters and reporters have said, the FMCA seems to be doing absolutely fine. Right. So it's very exciting, and we have had the privilege of speaking with some of their muckety-mucks, and uh, we're going to do a little working together, I believe, so we can sort of nerdify the FMCA just a little bit more. <laughs>
Anyway, that's where we are this week. And if you're hearing this and you're looking for us, we always have our stressless camping bags. So right. we're wandering around with those. Please, please come up and if say hi. If you are in Gillette, Wyoming at the FMCA convention, you're hearing this on Thursday morning. The convention goes through Saturday night. Look us up. Yeah. Tap us on the shoulder like those people did in the brewery. Yeah, that was so cool. We we're, were in a brewery in Indiana, which is what we're going to talk about next. And these people came up and they're like, hey, it's Tony and Peggy from Stressless Cafe. It was, it was just, it was a neat experience. So anyway, there you go. We talked a moment ago about visiting Indiana. And of course, last week we talked about the RV factories that we really enjoyed visiting. I also, by the way, I, I didn't mean to exclude Keystone RV. We also got to visit with them and were, boy, we, we went through that Arcadia line and that was, that was pretty impressive. And some of the innovations Keystone is doing are well worth looking into. There's some neat stuff that Keystone RV is doing, but we want to talk about Elkhart County, Indiana. Right. So I know that there's a lot of parts to Indiana that we did not get to see, but we did spend some time in Elkhart County because that is where kind of the RV industry is yeah. <laughs> for the most part. And so we talked about, as Tony said, we talked about our factory tours, but we wanted to tell you some of the things that we did that weren't factory tours. <laughs> yeah, some of the, the cool reasons to visit Indiana. And of course, the first of those, even though it's not, so we make notes for these podcasts, which may be hard to believe for some, <laughs> but the first thing we did was not the RV Hall of Fame, but man, that, that is so cool to go to. They have history of RVs back to Charles Lindbergh's travel trailer and may west may west her uh, they travel were called, trailer they were called what were they like motor houses or yeah something like that in the 30s in the in the 1930s i gotta almost yeah. be more specific nowadays and a bunch of trolley tops and they have a gmc motorhome and they have one of the first winnebago's which is just like peggy's mom's yeah. winnebago i mean it was like ooh, this peggy remember that <laughs> and everything from you know real early examples of RVing to there's even a showroom in there with some new stuff. So you'll definitely want to visit the RV Hall of Fame. Yeah, give that yourself a fun. couple of hours because there's a lot to see, not only through the ages of RVs, but then there's also a whole section on more like modular homes. Yeah. And there's a whole Hall of Fame, you know, it's the whole thing's called Hall of Fame, but there's the RV section Hall of Fame and then there's the people section Hall of Fame. So yeah. you can look and, you know, kind of read about the influential people in the RV business. One of the things, you know, I've, I have heard for years about the Amish in, in Indiana and them, you know, riding around in those black buggies. And I always thought, well, you know, it'll be few and far between. Oh, no. They no. are everywhere. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they live there. So, of course, they are. We were a little bit surprised to see that the buggies have LED lights on them. Yeah, they have LED which, blinkers course, and such. of course, you know, you need for safety, and that's, that's awesome. There were some days that we were driving around, and it was raining, and those black buggies probably would have been really difficult to see without the lights on them and stuff. But it was really neat that they are just integrated in. I, I think the, the kind of their goal is not to be. So. Yeah, yeah, the goal is for them not to. But the fact that they are able to, you know, earn a living and 
live among the rest of the English. <laughs> yeah, we had to listen to a, a podcast. And if I, if I can find the link to it, we listened to a podcast all about the Amish. Yeah. And it was, it was, because, you know, we see all the Amish around and, and it was really interesting to, to see them. And then, of course, speaking of Amish, we. Oh, boy. Have, yeah. We heard about this bakery that makes these donuts that people call Amish crack. And I completely understand why. We only bought half a dozen donuts, yeah. which is a really good thing. They, they're even, they're hard to explain. They're not like, they're not like any donut I've ever had. They're not a cake donut. They're not a bready donut. They're not a donutty donut. They're kind of in the middle somewhere. It's almost as if they're soaked in something. I've been told Maybe, that was butter. Yeah. And then the powdered sugar is, I don't know if it's brown sugar that's powdered. I've never tried to do that. Now I'm kind of interested in trying. At first I thought it was cinnamon sugar. I got very excited because I love cinnamon. <laughs> but it wasn't cinnamon sugar. It was sugar, but it was a browner color, you know, maybe raw or unrefined sugar. Mm. And they just, oh my heavens, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah, they call them Amish crack, and the term is is not undeserved. It's, <laughs> totally. my gosh, I mean, if I weren't fat when I went to uh, Indiana, <laughs> I would be walking out of there because, ooh-wee. Also, on the tour, we went to a couple of breweries, so kind of the other side of the equation. Right. <laughs> we went to the Westwind Brewery, which is, it was pretty new, Right? Well, it was a new location. It right. wasn't it was necessarily a new, a new brewery. They had just moved because they used to have like 15 seats. And in their new location, they have like 15 tables plus a good long bar. I loved it because it was very hippie, you know, tie-dye. And they were playing The Doors and The Grateful Dead. And I just, I mean, the beer was really good too. And we had sandwiches yeah, that were delicious. But the atmosphere was, the people were so nice. Yeah, they I really, really were. The, I mean, really liked it. Yeah. Very friendly people. It was like being in a hippie place. Yeah. It was decorated like that. It was, the attitude was like, hey, come on in, man. It was, it was super good. Mm -hmm. And then we also went to the Goshen Brewing Company. Yep. Also more good beers. They had some really interesting infused beers and, and other beers. And one of the things I noticed, there's a lot of beers there with peach and mango, I think. Yeah. So a lot of those, and they're very refreshing when it's as hot as it was. Right. <laughs> For sure. So we had no complaints about drinking that. So something else that we heard that we just had to try was Das Deutsch Essen House, and it's a big old facility, but it's a restaurant and a buffet. Yeah, it was a buffet, and we got to go with our good friend Janine Pettit. Yes, we were so excited that Janine came to the Drab to Fab that we talked about before, the Drab to Fab event, and she was in town for a couple of days, so we met her at the Essen House and had dinner. At yeah, we had dinner at the Essen House, and there's two sides. There's a buffet, and there's a, like, sit-down served side. Right. So we ate at the buffet so that we yeah. could stuff ourselves. Well, <laughs> and they had We this... needed to do that. Plus, then there's another section that's a bakery. Oh, and yeah. we were so full, we were afraid to even go in the bakery that we might explode or something. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, it was, it was so good. They had this beef. It was sort of like brisket. 
but not. Yeah. And like oh, yeah. swimming in so sauce. Delicious. Oh. Everything was so good. And then while we were waiting for our table, there's, you know, a lot of handcrafted little gifts and things. So we shopped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There are even two Amish buggies you can sit in at the... Yeah, in the restaurant but it was, part. They were both, of course, In the restaurant full, part, so. you, you sometimes have that option to sit in the in the buggy at your table. Yeah. And then at the recommendation of somebody, I don't remember who, you know, all over the area is Waffle House. I'm not sure that anyone actually recommended it. I've heard people say, oh, you got to go to Waffle House. I think you just have to go because it's a kind of a regional, I mean, it's a big region, I get that, but it's kind of a regional thing. (laughs) And so we did, we went to Waffle House it was no Essen House, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I'm going to start referring to it as the Hash Brown House because I expected that, you know, they built every dish around waffles because it's called the Waffle House, right? There was one breakfast dish that you could order that was a waffle and eggs and breakfast meat. There was no waffles in any other menu item. Yeah, I figured they'd have, like in L.A., we have Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Yeah, no, that's I've very soul of, food. That's really not. Well, I know, but I thought Waffle House and in the South, you're going to have fried chicken and waffles. Perhaps, yeah. Not there. No, nothing fried, actually. That's one thing yeah. that we noticed is it everything was griddled, not deep fried. So instead of French fries, we got hash browns with our sandwiches. Yeah. And they I, were they were fine. And I am not a giant fan of hash browns anyway, but we had to do it. We had to go to a Waffle House. We've been to a Waffle House. And similar to when we went and had pizza with Provel cheese. cheese on it, Once was we enough. probably won't go back. Yeah. <laughs> but we can say we've done it. We can check that box on our list of places in the world to go. Yep. Yeah. One of the things, we stayed at the KOA in Indiana, which was plenty clean and, and nice. We stayed in Middlebury because there's, there's right. lots of them. Yeah. I mean, there were probably three in, in throwing distance. And it was especially nice if you liked the sound of trucks. Yeah, unfortunately, it was very close to the highway. Yes, so. it was, especially our spot. But one of, our, one of the people that we met with at one of the tours said, next time you come, I'm going to give you a better idea. So... We already are planning our next trip. Yeah, we're going to go back. And we won't be staying at the KOA in Middlebury. We'll be staying somewhere that's recommended by a local. Now, even the, the, even the Middlebury KOA was on somebody's recommendation that said it's preferable to the Elkhart location. And to be fair, the people were super nice, and it oh, was yeah. clean, and everything worked. And, yeah. And all. So no complaints about the place itself. Not it's at just, all. Like I say, there's, it's right on the path in the RV world where trucks are delivering parts for RVs. So yeah. starting early in the morning and running till late at night, there are trucks and trucks and trucks. Yeah. But there's also kind of kitty corner across oh the street. <laughs> the theme of the summer road trip, there was ice cream. Yes, there was. <laughs> it was called Yup. Yup. It was called Yups. Y-U-P, Yups. And it was really good, of yeah, course. Yeah, another custard ice cream place. And another place to get ice cream. It was also very good. So there was more than one night where we had yups for dinner. <laughs> yep. So that's, that's our 
recommendations in Indiana. And oh, uh, the RV Motorhome Hall of Fame is a harvest host site. That's right. Yes, so you, you can, can go there as a harvest host they have guest. We have one last thing that we want to share with you, and that's to encourage everybody, especially if you have an RV fridge, you know, the gas absorption propane electric fridge, to open the back of the vents, and you can just do that with like a dime or a screwdriver, and just look in there. Uh, Because of burning propane, it does attract bugs, and they can build nests or otherwise block it. And it just dirt gets in there. And we've seen, we actually saw a burned out rig on our trip. And it just makes me think that you really should check at the back of these fridges and your heater and all of that, just to make sure that they're clean and not full of webs and you know nests and all of that. Yep. So, very important to do and a well-maintained rv is just going to perform better right yep so there you go yup <laughs> yep <laughs> so you uh do remember do you not that we have a once a week newsletter yeah and it's free it's free all you need to do is go onto our website stresslesscamping.com and find the bottom of the page where it says sign up for our newsletter Yep. We will take your address, put it in our list, and send you a newsletter once a week. And that is all we will do with that list. We don't sell it. We don't give it away. We don't send you a bunch of junk. We yeah, just send you a weekly newsletter. Sometimes we even, we even forget, forget to do that. <laughs> or goof up like last week where we just didn't send one at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I think it, was, it wasn't to forget. I know no, Tony it was a said he did it. It was, a, it was internet or something. But anyway, those (laughs) newsletters usually have links to stories and videos and podcasts, not just our own, but other things that we see out in the RV world that we think that will help you get the most of your RV experience. Yes, absolutely. Of course, we are also on all the social places, and you can find those by starting at StresslessCamping.com, or you can get linked out to, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all of the all of the usual social suspects. And of course, as we've mentioned, we have our discounts and deals page on the website. And anyone that has offered a discount to our listeners is listed on that page. And so you can link to all those places where you can get great deals on things that you need for RVing. Yeah, and know that, by the way, the only way we put anything on that page is if it's something that we either have bought or would buy. Right, So we wouldn't just, we don't, we have had people say, hey, we want to be on your discounts and deals page. And we're like, yeah, we're we're not really that hip to your jive. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free. And you can subscribe on the podcast app where you're probably listening right now. Right. Or if you don't like the one you're listening to now, go to any other podcast app and find Stressless Camping and subscribe. Or you can listen right on our website, stresslesscamping.com. We're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And if you would take a moment, we would surely appreciate it if you could write us a review those reviews really really help us get found not only by other listeners but by that 
podcast entity itself. And then that entity itself, like Apple Podcasts or whatever, helps other people find us. We really appreciate it. We've really picked up a lot of steam this past week. So thank you, thank you, a plug your remote. We owe it all to you. Absolutely. Well, with that, we hope uh, you got something out of this episode. Maybe uh, we'll see you here in Gillette, Wyoming, or somewhere out there on the road. I hope so. And most importantly, happy Happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!